Welcome to the Insight Ministries podcast. We're your hosts, John and Megan Pop. We want to thank you for listening. We hope the messages on this podcast encourage you and bless you. Connect with us on social media, or for more information, check out our website, keepchristinsight.com. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, thanks for checking out this podcast episode. I am here with a, a very special person to me, a good friend of mine. His name is John Richards, and he's from down here in the Orlando area. I met John a couple years ago um, through through a ministry event. Actually, it happened in in North Carolina, and then we started getting coffee together, hanging out, and and just opening the scriptures together. And uh, I can say honestly that he means so much to Megan and I. He's helped us out with our our books. He's helped review them. He's encouraged us. We've been able to just kind of talk through. Uh, theology yeah. and, and just love on the Lord together. And uh, it's been a special time of getting to know him. So he's uh, he's our special guest today on the podcast. Yeah. And we've got kind of a, a heavy topic yeah. in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> but it, it's, it's a deep topic. Um, we're going to be talking about the fear of the Lord yeah. today, the fear of the Lord and, and kind of what it means, uh, what it means scripturally, because that's the most important, absolutely right. What yeah, it means uh, practically in the lives yeah. of uh, of believers, unbelievers. We're gonna kind of talk about that. Um, but thank you so much for for joining and being here, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. This is uh, I love these people. I love their ministry. I love their heart for the Lord. Um, this is where you need to be putting your time and attention if you're gonna support a ministry. These guys are are the real deal. They truly are. I've seen them. In season, out of season, I've seen them, you know, do all the things that the Lord has asked them to do quickly and swiftly. And so you can't ask for more than that. That's all you can really do is be, you know, a humble servant, like Jesus says, you know, like we're but pitiful servants. We only do as we have. We only do as we're told. Right. And so I think I think you guys have done perfectly in that you guys have done exactly what the Lord has told you to do. And you're seeing the fruit of it now, you know, so it's wonderful, yeah. man. I'm really happy to be here. Well, thank you so much. Uh, let's dive right in. Yeah. All right. So talking today about the fear of the Lord. Yeah. And we've got some some kind of topics of questions that we're going to kind of go through in conversation and just see where it takes us. Um, but I invite you, if you're watching this or listening to this, Grab a Bible and uh, and and jump through the scriptures with us and and look at it what it says maybe in the translation that you're familiar with and and uh, see what kind of perspectives the Lord will reveal to you by the Holy Spirit as well. So let me start out by asking you, John, what what is the fear of the Lord? I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's such a uh, an, a misunderstood topic, mm, you know, sometimes absolutely. and and I feel like. Uh, it, like things that sometimes happen in church culture, I feel like sometimes things become trendy. Yeah, totally. And it almost totally. seems like here lately, like there's almost been like a trendiness to the fear of the Lord, yeah. which I worry can kind of muddy the real meaning sure. scripturally behind it and things like that. So obviously it's an important topic, but let's start out with biblically, what is the fear of the Lord as it pertains to believers? Yeah, absolutely. And so we know that, you know, Across the board, God is to be feared for, right. for multitudes of reasons. Whether he is, whether he is feared in the sense of an unbeliever, that he is to be feared because of his judgment and impending wrath against that person, 
uh, or he is to be feared, held in high esteem, reverence, and all in the midst of his assembly. Right. You know, even like the moment he moves in Revelation, the crowns go down. The faces hit the floor. Yep. There's no there's no debate about it. Right. There's no swell. There's no crescendo. No one's smashing the symbols. Right. It is God exalted. God is glorified and he's resplendent in perfection. And that causes and and and, and should elicit that response. Yeah. You know, when, when in Ezekiel or excuse me, Exodus 34, six and seven, uh, God reveals himself to Moses. Right. He says the Lord. The Lord God, compassionate, slow to anger, uh, forgiving transgression, iniquity, and sin, keeping mercy for thousands. Uh, yet by no means he will will he leave the guilty unpunished, but of visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the sons and the whatever. Right, right. And then it says Moses made haste to bow to the ground and worship. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's the response. Hit the ground. It's, it's as soon as you see him correctly, your face will hit the dirt. Yes. And that's kind of what that's the 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 juxtaposition. He's gonna get this response, whether it's in terror or it's in awe, yeah, he's going to get this response from human people. And so looking at the fear of the Lord for believers, I think we can see that the fear of the Lord is always, it's very interesting to me because if you look at the fear of the Lord biblically through, through the scriptures, we've throughout Psalms, Proverbs, uh, Ecclesiastes ends on it, you know, Isaiah 11, all of these different things, they all have to do with, uh, they're almost sandwiched with faithfulness, obedience, love, trust interesting they're all kind of it's like it's okay so um psalm 34 9 oh fear the lord you his you his saints for those who fear him have no lack yeah so here we have satisfaction in fearing the lord yeah uh, psalm 86 11 teach me your way O lord that i may walk in truth unite my heart to fear your name so we have union with god in tandem with fearing his name that, that can be literally translated as give me singleness of heart Wow. So we have a single eye to yeah, love yeah. the Lord in fearing his name. And then we have Psalm 111.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, okay. Right. So I don't love the Lord. I'm stupid. <laughs> and if I'm smart, I'll fear the Lord. You know what I mean? So, right, right. so we have this, it's almost this, this foundational, it's almost like a spider, you know, those spider graphs. Yeah. Like you yeah. ever see that? Yeah. <laughs> you did them in school in sixth grade, but it's like that, the fear of the Lord, beginning of wisdom, a long life. It says in Proverbs, it says, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll hate evil. You'll love righteousness. You'll do all of these different things. They all stem from the fear of the Lord. Um, and I think it's important to realize that because I think a lot of times we can almost talk past these things. Absolutely. And, and we can we can forget because this is so hard. Because when you say I'm supposed to fear the Lord, American Christianity immediately recoils. Right. right? They immediately right. go, wait a second. I'm not going to be afraid of God. The Bible says I have boldness. The Bible says this. The Bible says that. Right. All these different things. So I'm not going to be afraid of God. And that's wonderful. I don't yeah. think you should be. Well, and, and like there's a verse, you know, obviously uh, I think it's in 1 John that it talks about perfect love casts out all fear. Absolutely, yeah. But it's the fear of punishment. Right. We tend yeah, to yeah, take yeah, yeah, that yeah, and yeah. say, well, I'm not supposed to be afraid right. because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I love God. And yeah, His exactly. love to, towards me means I shouldn't yeah. fear. Right. That's actually not the case it's we can't not. stop short because we will twist that scripture out absolutely of absolutely yeah. yeah i mean if if we're going to because even first john says um that if we if we do not abide in him there's shame upon us at his coming mm -hmm. so john is not uh first john is not this book wrapped up in the love of god and it's devoid of truth that's right i think so yeah. many times when we exegete first john we go Fine, I made it. I love the love in, stuff. In my Bible plan, I got the first John. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> right, right. He's going to be nice to me. But then you go, literally, is it, we should walk as he walked. 
Right. If you don't like, if you hate your brother, you're a liar. Like, you're a liar. It's very That's much. Right. It's very much like this aggressive topic. Yeah. And then when you look at the scriptures that are talking about the fear of the Lord, um, it's very interesting, um, especially here. How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord? Psalm one twenty eight one. Yeah. Happiness is tied to the fear of the Lord. Yeah. So how can I be fearful of God and be ultimately happy, satisfied, comforted, yeah. safe? fully fully submitted right it's through obedience well and, and like you said what was interesting you said it all of these things stem from the fear of the lord yeah like it's in the center and these things kind of like you said spider out from right, it right, right how often do we jump to those things totally. like let's preach about blessing let's yeah. talk about trust let's Absolutely. talk about provision and there's no mention of the fear of the lord it's right. like we only want the periphery we don't yeah. want the central theme there. Yeah, because again, like this fear does not come from, um, it doesn't come from terror. Right, right. Because the wrath of God abided on us prior to regeneration. Yes. Now that it's been ripped off of us by the substitutionary work of Christ. Right. We have confidence to come before God. However, there's this tension we must walk of Christ has fully satisfied the wrath of God on my behalf and I freely come to God as a son. Right. But it's only on the merit of Jesus Christ. And I think that's the tightrope. Absolutely. It's, it's, I come based upon his blood. It's almost as if, uh, Edward Payson said it this way, take your canvas and paint high upon it, the face of Jesus Christ. So that even your, your, your little finger may not be seen. <laughs> so it's this picture of like, I'm going to give to you God, the only thing that you're satisfied with, which is your son. Yeah. And I'm going to hide behind this. He's a refuge for his people. Right. And so God saves us for himself, by himself, from himself. Yeah. You know, this wrath of God that was barreling towards us is now removed. And all we have is comfort and grace. And he is all love to those that are his love. Right. And I think right. that's a wonderful thing. But we do not tread lightly upon that. Right. It's almost like when you get married and you know stepping outside of your marriage will decimate your life. So then why would you do it? Right. There's a there's a fear there to not ruin your life, to not hurt the love of your life. Absolutely. And so this is how we see the fear of the Lord. It stems from love. And then yeah. in love, all of those other things in the Christian life take take root and have their sustenance. Yeah. It's almost like the root of a plant. Yeah. The root of our Christian life is love to Christ. Absolutely. And it's coupled in tandem with fear. Yeah. The fear of the Lord, the fear to step outside of his commandments, the fear of displeasing his heart right in trusting in ourselves or trusting in other things or having idols and all these different things yeah things that would grieve him absolutely and, and grieve, absolutely. grieve the right. spirit yeah because yeah. our our will in submission to christ has been so united with him that what what grieves him grieves us that's right and when we have pain he has pain in a sense he has this this saul saul, saul why do you persecute me right you know what i mean yeah, that kind yeah. of thing and so and so being able to recognize those things and, and being able to draw that line is super important because otherwise we could get into some weird uh kind of legalistic things of trying sure. to walk a tightrope yeah instead suddenly, of trusting the instead of tr trusting in the gospel right because fear becomes what if i don't measure up right. i'm not good right, enough right, right, i have right. to check all the yeah, boxes. The standard is you will never measure up right that's the good news that's the, yeah. because you the, you stand on christ's merit yeah but in that fear I, I i always liken the fear of the lord to the ocean Mm. You know, you can, you take your kids to, you know, we, we're living in Florida. There's, 
you know, the Gulf of Mexico is right here. Yeah. And we take our kids there and you take the little baby and you're holding her hand and you kick the water and she laughs and it's wonderful. But then you see like a hur- a category three hurricane. Yeah. And you go, I'm not going outside. Right. You know, that's the, di- they're both water. Right. They're both essentially the same thing. Just one's a lot different than the other one. Right. Or like when you look at the fact that we've only explored 5% of the ocean. Which is terrifying. That's, ter- that's <laughs> terrifying. That's <laughs> terrifying. This is what we're dealing with. When you yeah. look at the fact that the, the clouds are the dust of his feet. Yeah. And he writes his name in lightning. Yeah. And he puts the waters of the earth in a bag. Right. This is the height and the exaltation and the holiness of God. Yeah. Something we will never understand fully until we get to glory. And even then. It'd probably right. take me a couple million years to figure it out. But it's something that like the book of Job highlights when Absolutely. the Lord is having a discourse with Job. Yeah. And Job's doing a lot of listening at this point. <laughs> yeah. And he's describing who is like me, yes. God says, you know, who yes. can do these things, who can put a hook in Leviathan's yeah. nostrils, you yeah. know. It's like sometimes that reminder of, oh wait, we serve a God who breathes stars, who yeah. creates the universe. That's right. But yet, my name is written on the palm of his hand. That's exactly right. Like, he's so big, but yet he draws so close. That's what makes him so wonderful. Yeah. Because it's not, like, it. Like okay, if my mom says she loves me, that's great. <laughs> She's my mom. If she said she didn't love me, there'd be a bigger problem. You right, know what I mean? Right. But that that's, like, a given. You yeah. know what I mean? But when you look at the fact that God is the one who condescended to us. Yeah. God is the one that put nails in his own hand. God is the one that breathed life into the men that would spit upon his face. God is the one that would bear the penalty of sin and grant to his rebellious children his own righteousness. Yeah. And pull them up to heaven with him. This is why he's so wonderful. Because he's so high and he's gone so low. Right. He has filled all things. <laughs> so right, this right. is why this is why he's so perfect and so and so symmetrical in that way. He's yeah. he is full of justice and full of mercy. Right. He's full of love and he's full of passion. He's full of mercy and he's also um full of holiness, right. grace and truth, perfection in itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I think it's Tozer that talks about knowledge of the holy. Yeah. You know, where um, we think about these attributes like to be just and to be merciful. Right. And in our human concept, we have to like almost think about, well, to be one, I have to set aside the yep. other. Yeah, yeah, But exactly God right. doesn't do that. No. Our only understanding of his nature is to put it in the terms of human understanding. Yeah. And to say like, well, how can I be just but also be merciful at the same time? I have yeah. to choose. God doesn't have to choose. Yes. He's perfectly all of those things. That's exactly right. Because that's why the cross is is the apex of all human history. Right. And it will forever be. Yeah. Um, because it is the perfect display of love and justice mm. at the same time. Yeah. There's no, there's no better picture of Christ in his love towards us. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. Right. And yet at the same time, God is pleased to crush him. Yeah. This simultaneous coming together of like, okay, mercy and justice are the foundation of your throne. Yeah. Right. And righteousness and peace have kissed. Yeah. This is what we're talking about in this God coming down and crushing the sun on the behalf of his own holiness. And Jesus willingly laying his life down, loving his people and dying for them, making full satisfaction by the shedding of his blood. Yeah. Becoming a mercy seat for us. Goodness. You know, this is, this is what he has done. And so in the fear of the Lord, I think it's an important distinction to make. It's Psalm 145, 18 to 20 is just, I can't, I can't stop thinking about it while, while you were talking because it's, look at this. Okay. We'll go back to 17. You said 145. 145, 17. Yeah. 
Got it. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his deeds. Here we have this symmetry. Yeah. Righteous and kind. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth. So here we have, we have a distinction here. It's not just calling upon the Lord. You know, you see yeah. so many people, oh, I pray, man, I'm praying right now. Right. It's like we call upon him in truth. Right. We are his people, but he will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. Here we have a full satisfaction of the person that fears the Lord. Yeah. And it says he will also hear their cry and will save them. And then verse 20, this, I love this. The Lord keeps all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. Yeah. This is symmetry. Yeah. This is the perfection of his person. Right. This is why we love him. This is what draws us to him. This is what melts our hearts and wins us. Because in that fear, you're seeing it's not a terror that makes yeah. us run away from him. Right. It's a terror that makes us realize he's the only safety. Right. He's the only surety. He's the only sure foundation. It's let 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 God be true and every man a liar. It's like I can't yeah. trust anybody but you. Right. And I can't do anything for myself. I I'm 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 desperate for your help because without your help. All I'm going to do is transgress you. Yeah. So I need, I, I'm, I'm terrified of my own person. I'm terrified of my own sinfulness. So in the fear of the Lord, keep me near you. Yeah. That's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes back to uh, this quote that we've talked about several times. Um, the Jonathan Edwards quote, Mm. the only thing that you bring to your salvation is the sin that made it necessary. (laughs) Like quote without God, without Christ and his, salvation that is offered through the cross. Yeah. Like I can do nothing but sin. No, that's it. That's, that's all, all I got. Sin. Yeah. I, th- I think the Puritans say in the Valley vision, um, if you were to not restrain us, we would become devils incarnate. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, I think Teresa of Avila even said, uh, he who does not pray becomes a beast or a devil. Yeah. And so <laughs> pick one, just pick one. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's, that's it. It's all we got. You yeah. know, we don't have the, the, the sin has so marred, our bodies and our soul and our mind and just we, we we just can't help but disobey. Yeah. If the Lord does not intervene. Yeah. And that's why in the spirit we're able to do these things because it's almost like he's causing us to walk in his ways. That's literally what it says. So Jeremiah 32, 39 says, um, and I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me always for their own good and for the good of their children. Yeah. And so here, here we have a prophecy of the new covenant. Right. This is one heart that is a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone and right. one way. Right. It reminds me of John 14, six. I, I am the way, the truth and the life. This is just Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that they may fear me always. Yeah. For their own good. For their so own good. So this is not even that, that like God's like, I'm, you know, insecure. You need to fear me. Like I'm like, right. I, I'm in, that, I think that's so many, so many people think that, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, they, they've seen it misused. Sure. Fear and and, and, and and oppression and manipulation and things like this. Because that's how mankind uses Exa- it. Yeah. It, it, out of our own insecurities, yeah. we oppress and we cause yeah, fear. Exactly. And that we think that that breeds loyalty. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's not. The fear of the Lord in in this verse is literally for your good. Yeah. Because if you, again, we just went, we went through Proverbs and Psalms and we showed that if you don't fear the Lord, you have no wisdom. Right. You don't have a long life. You don't have satisfaction. Right. You don't have sustenance and your desires aren't fulfilled. Yeah. So you're miserable. Yeah. So if you don't fear the Lord there's a, and your love is probably weak towards the Lord right. because you treat him common. Yeah. Because to, to, to have the fear of the Lord is to treat the Lord with honor, reverence and respect and can be concerned with his glory only. 
Right. At, even at the cost of our own reputation and man's opinion and all that kind of stuff. So th- I thought that verse was so poignant because it testifies of the time we're living in, for one. Yeah. And then it shows us that fearing the Lord always is for our own good. And and because God is a God of family and of generations. Exactly right. And the good of the children after The good them. of the children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because the, how, how can you teach your children to love the Lord if the Lord is just an option in many things? Right. You know, if the Lord is an option... You know, it's like, oh, Sunday, you know what? Let's just skip church. We'll go to Disney World. Right. You know, like it would not value. That's not valuing the Lord. Right. It's just not. It's just the reality of it. And so I see that a lot with different people. They'll be like, oh, you know, I raised my kids in church and now they they got out of the house and they're doing whatever they want. Right. It's like, well, they were raised in church. Right. But they were not part of the invisible church in that kind of a sense. Yeah. You didn't teach them in their heart to fear the Lord. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference uh, because. Absolutely. Without that, we're just joining country clubs. Right, we're yeah, not actually, yeah, you know, yeah. placing value yeah. on the one who spoke us into existence. Absolutely so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, thinking about this, I, I once heard uh, kind of a comparison given that this person said, um, "I'm not afraid of the uh, of the American military. Like, I'm not afraid of the U.S. Army. Yeah. Unless I'm on the other side. Right. Right." Like, I'm actually thankful for the U.S. military. 100%. But if I'm on the other side, I am. then it's terrifying. Absolutely. So we've talked about what the fear of the Lord is for the believer, but kind of what, can you discuss what is the fear of the Lord then to the unbeliever? It is um, eternal conscious torment before the presence of the Lamb. Yeah. It is uh, weeping and gnashing of teeth. It is, as Peter says, first, first Peter, I believe, it's better that they've never been born. Mm. Um, is is hard. I can't even. I don't even know if I can articulate it properly without just giving, just reading the scripture. Yeah. Maybe you know Jonathan Edwards could do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sinners in the hands of an angry God does a does a really good job of giving us a picture of what the portion of God's wrath is to. Uh, because again, like sin will be paid. Uh, sin will be atoned for. Yeah. Whether in Christ. Or in the in the wicked, yeah, in the lake of fire eternally, sin will be atoned for. Sin will be right. punished. Right, one, one of two places. And so, yeah, I think the 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 fear of the Lord. That's why in Joel it calls it the great and terrible day of the Lord. Yes, because it's great for us, right, and it's terrible for the wicked, um, because yeah. they actually, it, bro, this is crazy. In Revelation, it says that they will seek death, and death will not come for them. Wow. This is the misery of the wicked. Yeah. This is the 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 active wrath, the retributive justice of God. Right. Against those that hate him and rage against his son. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you even see like when Christ is describing this scene with, um, um, you know, Lazarus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, yeah, yeah. and the rich man. And uh, he <laughs> describes like, hey, if, if I can't get that drop of water, you know, yeah. then at least... Let me go to my family yeah, so that yeah. they might be oh, spared from this because of this, man. this torment. It's, it's, I mean, it is, it's mind shattering to think about the, the torment that people go through. And it's mind shattering to think about that this is, and I think I mean, it might be hard for some people to think about God doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this, but this is, this is who we worship. Right. If he's not a God of justice, if he's not just, right, he's therefore not God. Right. Because he must be just. Well, I mean, we know that yeah. God would that none would perish. Absolutely. That's that's his desire that none would perish. Absolutely. But we also know 
that there is a very real a, yes. judgment coming and Absolutely. a very real eternal torment Absolutely. for those who uh, remain at enmity with God right. and refuse the grace gift of salvation. Ab- absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, l- let me ask you this. So we see the wrath of God poured out in judgment towards the unbeliever and right. that fear being, like you said, the terrible day yeah. of the Lord for them. So that's more of a final judgment yeah. piece. What does it look like in someone's life, whether they be a believer or unbeliever, sure. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, according to what they confess, what does it look like in their life here now when there's an absence of the fear of the Lord? Like, how does one yeah. conduct themselves if they don't have the fear of the Lord? What does that look like? I would probably say it's one of two. It's probably it's probably a combination of a bunch of things. But for me, from what I've seen in the text, it looks like self-sufficiency. Mm. Self-sufficiency. Yeah. Because... If you fear the Lord, you will not live as if you don't need the Lord. <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. I mean, just, that makes sense. Right, if, if I saw a hurricane coming and I sat outside and I was like, I'm fine. I, right. I'm under I'm undercover. It's not going to hit me. And right. it blows me over and I get thrown from Kissimmee to, you know, Key West. <laughs> like I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. But I'm lying to myself. Yeah. And so that's what happens when you lack the fear of the Lord. You lack dependency on Christ. Yeah. You've forgotten the gospel. Right. And so don't you think though that there's there's quite a bit of um a lack of dependency even preached about because <laughs> people tend to think that Oh well, you know that that almost looks weak, and it's yeah. like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's it. David we, says, I, "David we, says I'm small." Right. He's the king when he writes this. He says, right. "I'm small." I, I think it was Leonard Ravenhill said, "You know, make me strong where I'm weak, but make me weak where I'm oh, strong." One hundred percent. You know, we we actually yeah. need that dependency on Christ, yeah. but I feel like it's um, not a popular subject. No, 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 no. Because we, I, I, I think <laughs> predominantly in America today, we have a lot of people that um, are building platforms and ministries. They're not building a kingdom. Yeah. And so it's just the sad reality of a lot of different arenas that we exist in. It's just, sure. you know, especially the streams that we're in, um, there is this tendency to desire influence. Yeah. Influence, your vision, all those buzzwords are very much sought after things. Yeah. Especially if you have a vision you can plant a church and you can have people that want to join your vision and support your vision. And the problem with that is, is that you have to make sure your vision is the Christ crucified. Right. <laughs> that's the only vision we have. Right. Paul says, I determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. Right. So if that's, if that's Paul's vision. Right. Why do we get to pick a different one? Right. I mean, is your, is your vision, first of all, given by the Lord. Right. For the advancement of the kingdom, right. to the glory right. of the land. Absolutely. Or is it about, to your point, building a celebrity culture around you yeah. and things like that. Yeah, because I mean, you know, if, if you have, if you're if you're stacking the deck with people that are just going to say yes to you, you obviously have a lack of the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Just because if you're not going to be challenged in any way or actually come to terms with the fact that you could be wrong or any of these, this kind of idea in ministry is prevalent a lot. And I think the danger is that it's very easy to exist in an echo chamber in a vacuum. Sure. And if you exist in an echo chamber, a lot of times you're you're not going to hear no. You're not going to hear I don't I don't like that. Right. I don't think that's what the Lord would have us do. I I, I think so. You know what I mean? You'll set right. yourself up as king or as judge, jury, and executioner. 
and it uh, feeds that self-sufficiency right self-sufficiency exactly right yeah. or, you, or you feel as if or you do get a video and it goes viral and you get all these subscribers and stuff and then you feel like well i gotta keep i gotta i gotta i gotta, I gotta feed the machine yeah and then it becomes uh, i gotta do i gotta do a podcast striving. i gotta go on live i gotta i gotta preach a circuit i gotta do this i gotta do that right. and then you're 10 years down the road and you forgot your kids' names, yeah, because you don't even <laughs> you haven't been home in six months, yeah. And you know what I mean? It happens. It just, it just you you get you you it, it you know what it is? It's going one degree off, but you go on a twenty mile journey. Yep. You wind up in a different state. And the longer you go, the longer the you go, further the fir- you're off. It's just one degree. Yeah, yeah it's just one degree. But, in the beginning, but you wind up in Australia instead of you know Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? like absolutely. It's just, it's just, but that's what the that's the lack of the fear of the Lord does. Yeah. You're off course. Yeah, think about it. Think, look at Jonah. He he lacks the fear of the Lord, right? Absolutely, because he denies. He first of all, he has a wrong view of God completely. Yeah, he wants God to be a lot more harsh than he is. <laughs> right, <laughs> which right. we don't really see today. <laughs> right, in a lot of environments, we see God softer than he needs to than he actually is. But Jonah, interestingly enough, wants him to just wipe out the city, nuke this place. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's like, just right. drop an atomic bomb, just blow it up. I'll go. It's fine, yeah. and he doesn't go. And he lacks the fear of the Lord. He's complaining. He's miserable. He's sad. He's finally does do it out of, you know, obligation or just fear that he's going to die. Yeah. But he, he gets to this place where he's like, oh, I, I, I don't understand the Lord, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do what he asked me to. But that's a lack of the fear of the Lord. Yeah. You run from what he's asked you to do. You Absolutely. disobey him. You treat him lightly. Right. You treat him as if he's not. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the one who dwells in light unapproachable from everlasting. Right. You know, <laughs> like absolutely. <you> do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this in, in my own life, mm. how can I grow in the fear of the Lord in a yeah. healthy way? Yeah. You know, as a believer, as one who's studying the scriptures out, yeah. how does, how do I apply growing in the fear of the Lord, knowing that it is biblical and like we've talked Absolutely. about central. Absolutely. How do I grow in that uh, on a, like a more practical basis? Yeah. I think there's, I think there's three, three ways everyone can grow in every aspect of the Christian life. And it's the same three that I tell everyone for every answer to this question. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the word of God. It's prayer. Yeah. And then I, I do these in tandem because I don't, I don't, I don't know. Three sounds better, but, <laughs> but, uh, the community of believers, a local church, yeah, and worship. That's good. The those are that's it. Yeah, those are called the meat. Well, and, and I would probably add too. But if you're going to church, you're going to take the Lord's Supper. So if it's five, it's five. If it's three, it's three. It is right. what it is. But my point is, is that those are the means of grace that God has given to His church. Yeah, for the building up of the saints. Yeah. Think about Acts two when it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, to fellowship. To yeah. the breaking, breaking of, bread of bread and to prayer. Yeah. So think about that. Fellowship and breaking of bread. They sound like the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if you break that apart in Greek, breaking of bread is the Lord's table. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they devote themselves to the doctrine, proper doctrine. Right. Loving Christ correctly from the text. Then they devote themselves to one another. Yes. So they devote themselves to Christ and to one another. So that's the fellowship. That's part. the fellowship. And then they right. devote themselves to the Lord's table, mm. to celebrating his death to partaking of that divine grace that comes from the Holy Spirit that communicates salvation to our spirits yeah. through the through the eating and drinking of Christ. Yeah. Then they devote themselves to prayer. Right. Which is communion with God, which is I don't fear you, help me. Right. Or I need to fear you more. Right. Or I don't fear you. I, I feel like I can fear you so much more. 
where I feel like I'm lacking in the fear of the Lord. Where I feel like I, I, I feel like I am walking in obedience and I'm and I'm walking by the Spirit and I'm worshiping you and I feel like I have a healthy fear of the Lord and I have a tremble in my heart when your word comes near to me, but increase it. Yeah. You know, it's this like it's I, I never am going just swallow me. Right. With the with your person. Like you know what yeah, I mean? It's this, it's this obsession, this 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 yearning to be completely satisfied with God. Yeah. And it's almost like this divine, I don't know, what would you even call it? A divine joke that God would be like, you're never going to be satisfied mm. and you're going to long to be completely satisfied. Yeah. This is the wonderful journey that we have. Right. Is that I'll never love you the way that you actually need to be or, or desire to be loved because you're so infinite, but I'm going to try. Yeah. You know what I mean? That as kind of thing is, as, it is. as feeble as I am, I'm going to offer yeah. everything that I have to you and it's not going to be enough, but I'm going to do it forever. So I, hopefully it's enough. You know what I mean? That right. kind of thing. It's like this, you're so overcome with love that you can't help, but just throw everything at the wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you only get to that place through desperately spending time in his presence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and in those means of grace, right? The, the, if you're, if you're disconnected from a local, probably remember this when we left our old church, we took a break and I was spending time with the Lord a lot. And I was reading the scriptures, reading books, reading all these different things. And I remember thinking there's some, I'm just, I'm, there's like this block. Yeah. And when we started, when we started getting involved in our local church, it helped mm. because we were, we, we were missing that aspect of our lives. Yeah. And I feel like if one of those is missing, um, you're not going to experience the fullness of what God has for you. Right. On this earth. Yeah. With, with his people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, Paul talks about the body of Christ mm -hmm. and all of its parts being jointly fit together mm. and Christ being the head. Right. I mean, it's important. We, yeah. we can't be, you know, no man is an island. Like we no, can't no, be no, off yeah. on our own. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. I, I love um, in the gospel of Mark, uh, the disciples are on the boat. The storm comes. Jesus yeah. is sleeping. <laughs> It says that they're afraid. Yeah. He gets up and rebukes the wind and the waves. Yeah. And then he says, peace, be still. And it's calm. And I love it. It says in in my version of the NASB, it says, then they were much more afraid <laughs> of him. Right. Yeah. But actually, it's two different Greek words. That's right. That's they're, fantastic. They're yeah. scared for their lives and yep. the storm. But then they see him. Yeah. And they see that, oh, even the winds and the waves obey mm. him. They're now much more afraid. That afraid being a reverence right. of realizing who he is. That's and right. What you're talking about in uh, in prayer and in yeah. communion yeah. and in scriptures, that helps me in all those different ways yeah. have the grace to see him rightly. Absolutely. And it's almost like in that story in the gospel, um, they, they saw him, but when he rebuked the wind in the waves, it was like they got this new perspective of him and they yeah. saw him even more clearly. Yep. And that brought them to a place of even deeper fear of the Lord or reverence. Yeah. I'm mean, looking at revelation one. John says, I felt his feet is dead. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And he placed his hand on my shoulder and said, do not be afraid for I am the first and the last. I, I was dead. Now I'm alive forever. Right. This comfort that we have. Yeah. In that he is the amen of God. He is the one who lives forever. Right. And we live as long as he lives because we're in him. Right. <laughs> so right. We, this, this, this eternality of it is beautiful. And so, even, even in, you know, I, I hear this a lot. People say like, I, you know, I love Jesus's words. I don't really get like old Testament is a lot of war and wrath and genocide and right. supposed genocide, all that stuff. And then you get in the new Testament and you talk about Paul and you have some hot button issues, all this stuff. And they're like, I just want to stay with the red letters. Yeah. I was like, okay, well I wanted to pull a quote from the red letters about yeah. the fear of the Lord because yeah, I think do. it's important. Absolutely. Uh, so Luke 12, four 
says, I say to you, my friends. So here we have intimacy. Right. So this is I this is wonderful. Look look where it's sandwiched. I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. So this we're invincible. Right. They can't do anything to me. <laughs> right. I think Martin Luther said, You can cut off my head, my God will give me a new one. Oh wow. <laughs> so and then good. it says, But I warn you with whom to fear. Mm-hmm. This is from Jesus. So God is telling us to fear God. (laughs) So here we go. Uh, Fear the one who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Yes. But then look at the next verse. Are not five sparrows sold for two cents? That's a good deal this day. (laughs) With inflation. (laughs) Yet not one of them is forgotten before God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. Bro, this is... This is exactly what we're doing. I could have just read this. We could, have went, we could have went home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, friendship with God. Yeah. It says Psalm 24, 15, the friendship of God is for those that fear him and he will make yeah. known to them his covenant. Yeah. So we have the vision of Christ in the fear of the Lord. Right. And so now, friends, don't be afraid of people. They can't do anything to you. The right. Lord is my light and my salvation, right? Psalm 27, 1, who shall I fear? Then it says, but I warn you who to fear. Yeah. Make sure that you have this fear of God in your heart. Do right. not treat him lightly. Yes. It's almost like Mount Sinai, right? They see the storm and the waves and the cows are mooing and they're going crazy. And all of Israel is terrified. Yes. Because they see the storm clouds. They see God raging and lightning and all that stuff. And they, they're terrified because it exposes that they're not right with him. Yes. Moses, as he goes up the mountain, it becomes a cloud. Mm-hmm. So the closer we get to him, the more comforting he is to us. Wow, so good. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's so good. And then you see how he ends the, the, the fear God because he could send everyone to hell. Um, you're more valuable than sparrows. Yeah. Look how precious you are to him. Yeah. Do not, do not be afraid for your life. Yeah. But if you're in him, he will take care of you. Right. And if you trust him, you'll be satisfied by him. The closer so, you get to the him, closer the more comforting he is. <laughs> I love that. The higher Moses went up the mountain, the more it became like a cloud. Wow. But so if you good. stayed downstairs and were scared... It was a raging thunderstorm and pillows of smoke and fire and all this chaos. Yeah. They were like, we're afraid. We don't want to go up there. Right. Moses goes, no, 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 no. It's for everybody. <laughs> right. But they're like, I don't know. I don't know. So their yeah. fear. Let us know how it goes. They were afraid to come near God. That's right. This fear drives us to his breast. Wow. So you know good. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, so take us, you know, to the end here. Any kind of final thoughts on the fear oh. of the Lord? I know you said you have a... You had a hymn you wanted this to share. This is so, so good. Yeah, yeah. This is Frederick William Faber. This is old, too. Maybe we'll, this is from, we'll end with this, this hymn. This is from, uh, what is this? What is this from? 1879. That's so it's awesome. It's a leather bound. Um, but yeah, this is called The Fear of God. Oh, man, this is so good. I want to. I don't know if I want to read the whole thing. Um, oh, man. All right, I'll read, I'll read a couple stanzas. My fear of thee, O Lord, exalts like life within my veins, a fear which, which rightly claims to be one of love's sacred pains. Hmm. Then, it's, then he says in the next couple stanzas, he, he goes on, he says, but lo- fear is love and love is fear and in and out they move. But fear is an intenser joy than mere unfrightened love. Hmm. When I fear thee, Lord, then most familiar I appear and I am in my soul most free when I am most in fear. I should not love thee as I do. If love might make me more free, its very sweetness would be lost in greater liberty. <laughs> wow. Bro, then he says, "They love thee little, if at all, who do not fear thee much. If love is thine attraction, Lord, fear is thy very touch." Wow. And he says, "Love could not love thee half so much if it found thee not so near. It is thy nearness which makes love the perfectness of fear." And then he says, 
we fear thee because thou art so good, and because we can sin. And when we make most show of love, we are trembling most within. And Father, when to us in heaven thou shalt thy face unveil, then more than ever will our souls before thy goodness quail. Our blessedness will be, this is the last stanza, will be to bear the sight of thee so near, and thus eternal love will be but the ecstasy of fear. Wow. Gracious. <laughs> Bro, it's, it's Gracious. It. Oh, it's one of my favorite hymns. Yeah. Oh, that, man. that love provoking fear yeah, and the fear, fear provoking, provoking love. love oh yeah. my god That's what so is good. that <laughs> oh it makes me so happy oh. oh i love it lord help us fear you more yes that we may love you more and help us love you more than we may fear you more yes oh my goodness so good oh. so good well thank you so much for Bro, for being on here this has so been an absolute fun. treat that was great I, I love this and i hope that you guys have um yeah. been able to maybe either have confirmed to you or even gained new perspective yeah. on what it means to fear the Lord. Yeah. It's it's not a scary kind of fear, yeah. but it's the only right kind of fear that will produce love for him. You remember what Jackie said? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell him that story. Tell him that story. So Eric was leading a boot camp, and he brought Jackie in to do worship. Jackie, Shout out to Jackie Baker. Best on YouTube, baby. <laughs> and he said he was playing, and it hit a lull. And it was like... It was like the spirit of the Lord was palpable in every atom of the very room. It yeah. was bizarre. It was wonderful. And Jackie's playing and he stops and he goes, you terrify me and I'm in love with you. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we're talking about. You terrify me oh. and I love and you. And I love yeah. you and I love you and you terrify me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's it's the most beautiful mystery. Yes. That you could love something that you fear but it's because it's a healthy yes. fear of the Lord yes. given to us by the Lord. Yes, and have that for and, the Lord. and have that fear be the propulsion into love, and have that love be the propulsion into fear. Yeah, they work in tandem. It's just oh, it's so wonderful. It's beautiful. Man. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. Check out uh, John Richards. He has stuff. Uh, you want to plug your channel and yeah, stuff? Yeah, this is the the Lovesick Life on uh, YouTube. Yeah, Lovesick Christian on uh, Instagram. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, follow this guy. He's so, so good with doctrine. He's one of the most well-read people I've ever met when it comes to church history, the Puritans, uh, yeah. the, the gospel in general, just, just such a love for it. Every time I'm around this guy, he provokes me to want to go deeper in my relationship with the Lord, and that's the kind of people you want to hang out with. Absolutely. So, thank you so much. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, we, we just pray that you would pass it on, share it, uh, and, and tell other people about it. But let's all continue in prayer, yes. in, uh, in fellowship, in the Lord's Supper, yeah. and in loving on Him yeah. uh, through His Word and through times together of experiencing yes. Him yeah. and His goodness. And let it provoke us into greater fear of the Lord so that it provokes us into a healthy love for Him. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. Love you. Love See you, you guys. Fun.